Welcome back, everyone, or hello if you're new. Welcome to Perfect Time Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Chandler Renee, and you guys already know what's up. I have Ian back. Uh, if you guys remember him back from like, what was it, February? It's been a minute, but I have him back, and we're going to be talking about everything he's got going on. He has this Teen Tech Live event going on uh, that I'm going to be co-hosting, which I'm super excited for, but um, let's get straight on into it. Welcome back, Ian. Woo-woo, it's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sydney. Um, the first podcast, geez, that was like you said, it was February. We were talking for like an hour and a half, almost two hours. So I'm excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. Considering like that one, that one was supposed to be just a half hour, and then we just kept going and just made it a two-parter. Which was that my first two-parter? I think so. Yeah, but yeah, that was fun. So hopefully, we can keep it in the time this time. <laughs> Hopefully, but we'll see. If we got to edit, we'll edit it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you guys who are just now being introduced to Ian, he is uh, considered the new nerd. And, you know, he's a motivational speaker and entrepreneur and just coming up into, in the world and an author to be as well. And he's been uh, for the past couple of years empowering like young uh, people of color to get into coding and technology and letting them know that they can be the ones creating it and not just consuming it, uh, which goes straight into uh, what his Team Tech Live event is about, which is like letting people know all these kinds of things. And like, we're having amazing guests on there, but I'll let Ian explain all that. So let's go straight into that. So what is the Team Tech Live event? So yeah, Team Tech Live, this is an event that was created from the company that I co-founded, Dream Hustle Code. And so the whole reason, the, the whole idea based or the whole idea of this event is to show my underrepresented kids in tech the possibilities for themselves, because a lot of black and brown kids or kids in our communities, we don't tend to see people who look like us in the tech space. We have so many examples in the entertainment industry, the sports industry, uh, even social media influencers who look like us. And that's why you have so many kids who strive to go in those different fields. But in tech, not so much. The only person you could really think of is Mr. Robert F. Smith, but that's not enough. And so Teen Tech Live 2.0, this is our second edition of it, is to really show kids examples of people who look like them, where we have these engaging conversations with people in tech who share their experiences, share how they got there, and share the lessons that they learned along their journey. And so the best way to put it is, if you could wrap your head around Teen Tech Live being the combination of CES in Las Vegas, Coachella, as well as a massive gaming tournament all in one. And so we're hosting this event on December 10th, uh, 2021, Friday. And so our goal is to have 25,000 students be a part of this amazing event. So we're going to, for the first two and a half hours, we have speakers come in, share their stories in tech. We have a billionaire tech entrepreneur coming on, and we also have a guest speaker, NBA future Hall of Famer, multiple multiple time NBA All-Star, and even won an NBA champion come on board. Can't say his name just yet, but just know we have a special guest coming on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of this amazing two and a half hour of event where we have these engaging conversations in tech, coding, gaming, as well as entrepreneurship, we also have a massive gaming tournament with a prize pool of $5,000 worth of prizes. So for any of my gamers out there that love to hop on either COD or Warzone or Warzone or Fortnite, or maybe even 2K, we're still finalizing the game. If you're trying to hop on and win the prize, there's your chance. So yeah, Team Tech Live is to show kids the possibilities for themselves in tech, how they can get in the tech space, while also having opportunities to win a bunch of prizes and have fun. And that's the whole idea of it. 
Yeah. And I love that because, you know, you already know how much I supported you with your uh, dream hustle code and all that. And, you know, um, me wanting to get into computer science, maybe myself and uh, seeing what that world is kind of like, I think it's really interesting how you're taking time to let these kids know that this kind of stuff is cool and not, not just for nerds, I guess you could say, but, uh, but that goes into like my next question for you about like, why do you think it's important that these kids know that they can see themselves in these fields? Because uh, being like African-American and, you know, like seeing these different fields and things like that, we tend to only see ourselves in fields that we already do. And so for me, like, I think we talked about this last time when I last interviewed you, like how, while she's not the only option, like Misty Colvin was the only person I really saw uh, doing ballet, which is why I I resonated with resonated with it so much so you know like give us some example as to why like it's important that kids should get into technology well it's important you've covered two things why it's important to see people and why it's important to be in the tech space but to be it kind of starts with how i got started in the tech space and i shared this in the first podcast i'm gonna still say it again why not for the people that weren't there but uh the whole reason like why i got into tech was because i saw somebody my favorite basketball player in a tech video, right? It all started with that video that my mom came across on Facebook that was titled What Most Schools Don't Teach. And I, when I first watched that video, I thought it was boring because I saw people like Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, but I was eight years old at the time and I had no clue who those people were, right? It just sounded like older white guys just telling me to do something. <laughs> I was like, no offense to them. I love them now. I respect them. And they were doing, they're doing some amazing things in the tech space. I just couldn't really care less because all I cared about was playing ball. I wanted to go to the league. But what grabbed my attention was the fact that I saw a two-time NBA champ, Mr. Chris Bosh, and actually now NBA Hall of Famer. He started talking about his experiences with learning the code and how he thought coding was cool. So seeing somebody, number one, that looked like me, number two, that I could relate to, and number three, somebody that I looked up to, that's what really grabbed my attention. So seeing people that look like us in the tech space is important. And tech is, is, is to answer the second part, tech is super critical to get into because think about like this, every single thing that is a part of our lives, whether it be food, clothes, tra- transportation, or houses is touched by technology in some way, shape, or form, whether it was programmed or created using technology. And so it's important to understand how to use tech, how to program it. And like you said earlier, our mission is to turn our people from consumers of tech to becoming creators because that's where the real wealth is built. If you look in like the top 10 wealthiest people on the planet, I believe at least five of them have made their wealth in the tech space. And so having that just goes to show that being a part of technology is super important and can help you create wealth for yourself. But there's also so much opportunity in the state in the space. And so that's why I've been on this seven or this eight year journey. Jeez, eight years. That's crazy. But this eight year journey to really show underrepresented kids the possibilities and take and eventually build the pipeline to get them into that space yeah and I agree with that because you know um like you said like tech is all around us like at all times and you know like we're always on our phone we're always figuring out like how to do certain things and it's like getting into like things like STEM and things like that. People do that for a reason. It's not just a boring seminar that you have to sit through. It's actually (laughs) interesting. So um I actually you know thought thought of like you know computer science and like what I want to do with that I have an older brother who has a who has a degree in IT and things like that and Mm. it's like whenever we have like an issue 
he's the one that we go to like my phone's not working what's up like can you reset the router like he's the one that we always go to but you know i really think that technology is something that a lot of people should somewhat get into depending on like how they want to do it and things like that but uh yeah i agree with that and so talking about like how like that mentorship and everything is so important you know like and you're also like a motivational speaker and things like that so talk about how like mentorship has like changed you and like how you used to like change other kids lives mentorship meaning mentors in my life or me mentoring others or both let's let's do both let's do both all right so let's do the how mentors have impacted my life mentors and really just a a very uh, amazing support system and i could even say that my parents are my mentors mentors are the reason why i've been able to come this far along my journey the reason, and of course, God, of course, because, you know, he's the reason why I'm here in the first place. But so many doors have been opened and so many opportunities that I've been able to come across were because of a mentor that I had. The reason why I was able to speak at the BET Awards in 2019 and share my miss- mission on the main stage at the red carpet was because of a mentor that I have with Mr. Lewis Carr. The reason why I was able to interview Miss Oprah Winfrey for my book about highly successful kids was because of a mentor I had, Mr. Shaka Senghor. The reason why I was able to speak in front in front of some amazing different places and also to be a part of another organization in the beginning of the pandemic last year was because of a mentor, Mr. Jeff Hoffman. So mentors, again, they've opened the doors to some amazing opportunities and they've made it easier for me to continue doing the work that I love so much doing to this day. Now, the ability to mentor other people, whether it be kids younger than me or people older than me, that really has just been a blessing. Because when before I started doing that, I kind of had a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like I didn't know if I was worthy enough to do what the work mm-hmm. I was supposed to do. I felt like, ah, oh, am I supposed to be in this room? Oh, am I supposed to be doing this? Right? Even though I, I was like, be, I would be speaking in some amazing rooms and be talking to some amazing people. It was just like, Ugh, I don't know, am I supposed yeah, to be? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when I had the chance to mentor others and like face to face or on webinar, because that's what was happening during the pandemic, it really was. And I saw the direct impact and I saw that the lessons I was giving was working and helping others. That's when I was like, okay, it's working. And so by mentoring others, not only is it give me or does it give me an outlet to impact other people's lives, but this is something my dad told me is that when you teach somebody else something, that's how you know you're really good at it or you're close to mastering it. That's how you get better. If you can teach it to somebody else, you're good to go. That's when you fully understand something. So it's kind of like a two-way street when it comes to mentorship and also being a mentee. So I'd say that's how it's really impacted my life in both being a mentee and a mentor. Yeah, I'm the exact same way when it comes to like imposter syndrome. And like you said, like, speaking in front of like amazing people and like been a part of so many initiatives that I'm so proud of and then I still can like look at myself and be like "Mm, I don't know like (laughs) you know like it's kind of like (laughs) was I actually meant to be here was I actually meant to speak to these people and things like that and people tell me that all the time and you know like the support has been like amazing but like there's still some times where it's kind of like you know it's kind of like a normal thing and so Uh, I'm curious just to know, like, how did you get past that, like, the imposter syndrome, even though, like, it could come every now and then, as it does for me as well, but uh, how did you see past that? Hmm. So, it's weird, because when I was really young, like, I was fearless. I mean, (laughs) 
I I'm the exact to... opposite. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, nah, but it was weird because I took Kung Fu when I was younger. I took martial arts. And so I was like the smallest kid in my program. But I would whoop somebody that was a foot taller than me, right? I swear I was that raw. There was this kid named Alfonso in my class. He was like a almost a black belt at age 13 or 12 or something like that. They said I was going to be better than Alfonso. That's how good I was. And so, like, I had all types of confidence. I was fearless. I didn't care. I stopped doing Kung Fu, and then that self-doubt started coming coming along. And I was, like, starting to become self-conscious about myself. And that kind of applied into my business. But what allowed me to become, I guess, more confident and believe in what I was doing in the mission was just doing it more. When I, Whenever I was speaking in front of people and I was just like, ah, am, I, am, I, am I good enough? What got me to the point where I was confident enough to be there was practicing. <laughs> that's how I was able to get better or that's how where that you know where that imposter syndrome left was just doing it over and over again you start doing it once in front of an audience of 100 people okay do it 10 times you're like oh I got this doing it in front of 15,000 people at the Allstate Arena cool smooth and then you might take a six-month break not speak in front of everybody come back and you're like you about to throw up in the hallway again mm-hmm. but what, what it has allowed me to have more confidence is just and really kind of some people would say swagger but it's or cockiness it's just me being like hey i know i belong here is really just doing it over and over and over again and then on top of that seeing the results or the impact from other yeah. people that's what really is just like okay i'm on the road let me just keep doing it why stop now yeah that's so funny i was the exact opposite <laughs> uh when i was younger i was so shy you couldn't really you could not get yes you could not get me to talk to anyone I had my book right I would read like just fiction books all the time like that's where I would be like if I wasn't if you were trying to talk to me and if I wasn't paying attention it's because I was reading and not listening so <laughs> I, like I would bring it to parties and stuff I would follow my mom around and targets just reading and I just did not want to engage um and well, then you must like be really smart then I mean because you carried a book you gotta be super smart <laughs> that's a good thing you always got to look at the right yeah yeah. I was smart but I wasn't social like at all and so like you know like there's like some type of like loneliness that comes with that and so like it took like self-realization and then my mom being like Sydney like why don't you like break out a little more like push me out of my comfort (laughs) zone like and I was like no so but when I finally like submitted to that and like gave into that Mm. I became like more and more and more confident um and it's kind of like a learning process. Like I still have my days where I'm kind of like, like, is this outfit too much? Like people ask me, they're like, I think I did like this question thing on Instagram where like, you know, I think I said something like, give me an assumption about me and, and like, I'll give you one return. Something fun like that. And right. someone was like, um, I feel like you're really confident in what you wear. And like, you don't really care about like what other people think. And I'm like, that is so not true. <laughs> like, I always feel like, overdressed but I do it because one I love clothes and I love to like feel put together and like dress nice and so but I always feel overdressed and people like Sydney like this is like a casual party I'm like I wanted to feel cute (laughs) so but it took me a while to get there if I just like walked around letting other people like dictate what I wear and like things like that like I would never feel comfortable with myself so it took a lot of like self-realization and like pushing from my mom and like you said like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like public speaking is like my favorite thing to do now, which I don't oh, think sure. I would ever say. Like if I told my 12 year old self that I had like 
this international podcast where I talk in front of people. Like two, I think last month I spoke in front of my school for their open house out of my entire graduating class. Like they chose me and I was like, wow. And you know, like it's just stuff like that. And it's a lot of like learning and like growing from it. So I am now as confident as ever. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, right? Because it's like as a teenager, I feel like that's when you know, the people are the most or the least confident in themselves because they're like worried yeah. about how other people view them. But like, yeah. it's funny because you said something about going to a party and like being like dressed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just went to a party on Friday, right? And so mm-hmm. it, this, honestly, this wasn't even a party. It was a kickback. It was my friend's okay. 18th. Okay, okay, okay. It was a kickback, right? And so I was like, should I just go come in? It was, I was debating whether I should just go in some hoodies and some gym shoes. I was like, you know what? I might as well just come in and stand out. That's what I got to do. So I threw on my little um, sweatshirt. I put on a fur coat and some dress mm-hmm. shoes and some jeans. And I walked in there, right? Okay. But the thing is, it's like, when it comes to doing those type of things, sometimes you just have to say, you just have to make the decision to just do it, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to yeah. throw yourself in the lines then and just say, you know what? I'm going to fight my way out of here and figure it mm-hmm. out from there. Mm-hmm. And so when you, the thing that honestly, and I heard this from somebody, from a YouTuber, um, he said, what gives you what makes you so anxious and what makes you so or more let less confident in yourself is when you think about it too much right yeah the more you yeah. think about it the more you're like ah i don't really want to do this i don't really know you start second guessing that's exactly if, it yeah right if you just throw yourself out there and just go do it then it's like okay and you're just in it and now you just have to figure it out from there but then you start getting on the roll it's like okay i'm not that bad i actually don't suck i'm, I'm pretty decent <laughs> We will be right back after this break. Hi, if you're into wellness and fitness and would like to purchase some apparel, come check out KumaFitnessAndApparel.com where we will give you 20% off your first purchase of 100 or more. So come on down and check out Kumba Fitness and Apparel. This is Cindy Chalonet, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Cindy Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Ian. Dream Muscle Code, the new nerd, and let's get straight back into it. So we were just talking about during this break, our age, right? Ian, why don't why don't you repeat? Why don't why don't you repeat what you said? I, I just wanna I just want my listeners to know. What's up? What's up? Oh, what do you mean by that? Like what, what what did you what did I say that was you know so intriguing? <laughs> you be, wait, 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 you said you're whatever age you have to be, but explain <laughs> that. I'm a bit lost. I'm a bit so, lost. So look, in in you have to use your, I guess, um, you have to use the tools you were given. Let me just say that first and foremost. <laughs> okay. So sometimes in certain situations, especially in business, it is better to appear to be younger, right? Because when you're younger, you know, especially as a, a, a black man or yeah, a black male in this country, sometimes appearing to be younger can be beneficial. 
right? And they couldn't allow it can't allow you to be introduced to certain people and move through certain situations and get introduced to certain doors. But sometimes appearing to be older and more mature can make it easier and or to for people to take you seriously in certain situations. So like I was at this event in Atlanta um, with, um, with it was this tech event. So I was just having this conversation with somebody. But the reason why the con- and I was talking to them for like 30 minutes about their business. But the reason why we were she told me this. she said the reason why we're talking so long is because you seem mature. And I was, she was like, how old are you? I was like, how old do you think I am? She's like, 22. Uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> if I got to be 22, I'm 22. So it was like appearing in whatever age you have to be in a certain moment, just be that age. It is what it is. And, you know, some people might think you're 15. Some people might think you're 25. And also in your personal life, it could be very beneficial, but we keep it business here. okay um but yeah i've had those i've had those instances too where like people think that i'm older than i am um i think i was i was a freshman uh this was before covid and we were just walking around and i have this friend she's a year older than me so she's a senior this year and we were just walking around and um she was just like asking me she was like oh so you're a junior right and i was like I'm most definitely a freshman. Um, so that's one instance. And then over the summer this year, um, I was helping uh, my friend Trinity and she was having this uh, like fashion show event that she wanted me to MC. So I was like, okay. Right. Um, and we were just outside taking pictures because it was afterwards and it was like golden hours. I was like, we gotta take pictures. And Ooh. then I think this one guy who uh, I think he was doing photography for the event as well. I guess he just saw me out there. He was like, I can take some pictures for you. And I was like, oh, that's great. So we were just taking pictures. It was fine. And we started talking and he was like, oh, I go to school. This was in New Jersey. And he was like, oh, I go to school here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I'm a junior. And then we talked, it was like me, him and my mom. We talked, we're talking for like maybe five more minutes after that. And then we're starting to talk about high school. And he was like, oh, you're a junior in high school. I was like, what did you think I meant? <laughs> And he was like, or at the t- I guess, uh, like an upcoming junior since it was over the summer. But I was like, what did you think I meant? He was like, I thought you were a junior in college. I was like, no, no. <laughs> but like things like that. But I, I, I guess I can agree with you. Like in terms of business, sometimes it's better to be older. Sometimes it's better to be younger. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to use the tools that you were given. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Catch us up. What have you been up to since? February since I last uh, interviewed you we know we have this teen tech live coming up soon which we will get back into on how people can get registered and things like that Uh, but what have you been up to otherwise we talked in February so I think when we talked we had was it February or March it was it was it was February Okay, so and I was wearing I, that blue shirt, and you're like, I got to change, and you had to put your turtleneck on. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I think yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. So yeah. at that time, I think we were working on the first Teen Tech Live, Teen Tech Live number one. Oh wow! And so we had just done it. Right. It was February 26th. It was a Friday. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so we were working on our first one. Um, so we had just came off of that. It was a, success, a successful event. We had seven thousand participants. Had a great gaming tournament. Great overall, you know, um, get or great overall session. And so from there, um, I ended up starting to continue my speaking engagements, continuing my after school program because we were doing a new nerd computer science and personal development program, which was amazing. Um, and so we continued doing that till June. In June, I spoke at Mr. Steve Harvey's foundation camp, the virtual or his virtual camp. So that was a great opportunity. And then later on or the week later, I ended up 
uh, hosting an event for Space Jam or for Space Jam 2 to promote it with Microsoft and Warner Brothers. And it was at FaZe Clan's headquarters, the gaming uh, company. And so that was a great opportunity. We did that in Los Angeles, continue doing the new nerd computer science and personal development program during the summer. And yeah, I'm really like over this whole time, I've been like working on strictly dream hustle code things, but I'm like slowly preparing to become an adult because I'm, I I just turned 17 in August or whatever age I need to be Uh in August. uh Right. uh But, (laughs) but I'm I'm about to be an adult next year. I'm graduating high school. And so it's like, ah, man, I got to start paying bills. I got to start doing these things, being more mature. I mean, so yes, it, 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 there is some pressure with it, but I understand that if I just do my necessarily necessary things I have to do now, I'll be fine. But that's what I've been up to in the last three months, straight teen tech live 2.0. Oh, and I also launched the book. Uh, it was well, not really a book. It's really a tool. So I created what's called this daily law. And this is something that was revolutionary for my whole entire life. I'm going to speak up on this. My dad taught me how to manage my time at a young age, and he named it the Daily Log. And so I took it, ran with it, and just made it better because, you know, it was in its infant stages. Nothing wrong with my dad. Sorry, dad, if you're listening. I had to make it better. But um, I made it a little better, and so I made a book at it, about it because that was the key things that I taught my classes. If you could learn anything, I'd rather you learn how to manage your time because if you don't know how to manage your time, what makes you think you can manage a million dollars, right? True. If you can't manage something that you were given from day one, what makes you think you can manage something else? So it's like your time is your greatest asset. So I made this daily log um, really to just help kids or help people in general. It doesn't matter how old you are to learn, understand the value and learn how to just manage it. And so I made it. It's called the daily log. I published it while I'm working on making it a little bit better because there are some tweaks that needed to be made. Are you looking at any colleges and things like that since you are going to be graduating soon? Um, so yeah, that's, that's very interesting. So it, it feels kind of a little, little, little weird to say this, but I'm still getting used to saying it. Um, I'm taking what's called a gap year, but really I'm using that time to focus on more of the work for dream hustle code. Um, because next summer we're working on taking our second edition of, of or our second vision scape tour, where we take a group of kids from the Chicagoland area or even other areas, possibly to Silicon Valley so they can visit tech companies. Of course, if, you know, the pandemic is almost wiring down, if not finished. But also, uh, we are working on, or I'm working on doing a speaking tour at seven different HBCUs next fall, right? And because it will be promoting a book that I'm writing about uh, on the lessons that I've learned across throughout my whole entire journey and also, you know, the experiences or whatever. But we're going to be using that to promote that book at seven different HBCUs next fall. That's going to be a whole project in and of itself. Plus, we're working on Teen Tech Live 3 at an actual HBCU campus because Teen Tech Live was supposed to be an in-person event. But because of the pandemic, obviously, we had to go virtual. So now we're going to do our first in-person Teen Tech Live, hopefully at an HBCU campus. We're working on three of them or three to five of them, but we'll finalize them when the time comes. So, yeah, that's a lot of projects in in one year that I'm working on on top of trying to transition to becoming an adult. So I am definitely taking that gap year because I didn't just need that time to focus on DHC. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the plan for the future. If you ask me anything past two years, I have no clue. I don't really, <laughs> I got a plan, but I don't know what it's going to look like. But yeah. that's what I have so far, um, especially right after graduating high school. Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, like, I don't know, like, I mean, do you have a negative view on a gap year? <laughs> the negative? 
Oh, like do you? Because you said like you were you felt kind of weird mentioning it. I I think there's no problem with taking a, a gap year because like you know people got to figure things out and like you know you said you're designating most of that time to for a dream puzzle code, which is awesome. But like you said it in like a hesitant kind of way. So like, nah, I just don't like the name of it. Honestly, I'm cool with what? saying, hey yo, I ain't going. Well, exactly, well, it I is focus. Yeah. But there's got the name is 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 different saying it now because it's like um. Number one, when I was younger, I was like, the plan was to go to college until like the within the last three to two years. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not going my first year. But um, I really it's just the name. I have no I have no issue with saying, oh yeah, I'm not going next year. It's just saying gap year is just like, ooh, that sounds a little has a little twist to it. I don't know how I feel about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean by that. <laughs> um, and one more question before we get more into like your team tech live stuff. Um what is the what is your favorite thing about what you do? Oh, favorite thing. Hold on. Favorite thing. I've been asked this before. I don't think so. Have I? No, I don't think so. What is my favorite? Your host. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> favorite thing. Ah, that's tough. I think it is uh, my favorite thing. All right, I'm I'm gonna give you a couple things. There's not one specific thing. Okay. I can't do that. It's impossible right now. Well, number one would be the impact, obviously, because that's the whole reason why I've been able to stick with this for eight years. Is just again seeing the the people's lives that I've been able to touch and seeing the results that came from it. That's truly amazing. Like I have a whole Discord for all the kids that are or a Discord server for all the kids in my program that have been through my computer science and personal development program. Like I just be talking to them every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Some kids, like we were just talking about another uh, one of my um students. Their their football team went to the finals, right? Mm-hmm. They they and they're and they're they're playing in the championship. And so hearing those stories, one kid was like, "Yo, I was about to give up on something, um, but because of the personal development, I stuck with it, and now I'm a beast." One of my students, Jamil, he was uh having issues like confidence issues with playing football in the beginning of the season. He was doing a little bad. Now he hit sticking people at four foot eight getting picks wow. it's like you're going crazy because of the personal development and computer science portion right but just having those stories and just seeing the impact i'm like man that's definitely worth it that's one of my favorite parts also the freedom i mean being able to 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 take more control of not only um the business but also my life it yeah. feels like it, it it not feels like it i'm forced to mature more which can be a negative and a positive because I could get lazy and just fall off and just be like, oh, well, too yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. But it forces me to be better person. And I'm super competitive. That's just who I am. And so having more control in my life, it forces me to be more disciplined, forces me to get the things I know I have to get done. And then it forces me to just look towards the future and, and plan ahead. So I love the freedom and I also love the impact. And plus, the opportunities being able to meet yeah. some amazing people and all that other stuff. That's pretty cool. But uh I also like the fact that uh, you know, you know what's uh really cool? I like the free stuff. Some of the free things, you know, like the free bags and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just that that's honestly one of my favorite things. It's a lot of favorite things. Jeez. Yeah. Come on, Sydney, why are you asking me a question like that? <laughs> <laughs> what are you bring it out of you? Let like let my listeners know how passionate you are about what you do, which I oh, okay. I'm, let me turn it on you real quick. What's your favorite thing about the podcast? Oh my word! Well, um, I like a lot of things. Like I love a lot of things about my podcast. It's been a year and some change, um, and it's changed me in ways that I don't think I'd ever like see myself in. And you know, like 
growing in confidence and things like that like we were talking about earlier and just like seeing myself in places where I didn't think I'd go because like it up until I started this like uh all I wanted to do was dance which is fine because like dance is my passion and things like that um but so is my podcast so it just opened up a lot of opportunities to me and like again when you when you get to interview different people from around the country and hopefully around the world soon like that do things like all the time that they're passionate about and learning about them it lets me know I'm like all these things things exist that I can see myself in and it's like really interesting to see and like I I can agree with you on like the whole impact thing um the first time I did a solo episode I think it was around this time last year I think I was closing up my first season and I was just like completely vulnerable and just like honest with like my listeners or whoever whoever was listening to that episode and people have like told me and they're like Sydney like it was like so impactful and like I can relate to everything that you're talking about I'm like no way (laughs) like I thought I was just talking out of my butt because like you never really know what other people are going through and so um I just wanted to be like a real example of that the world isn't always like you know like smiles and rainbows all the time like sometimes there's like a lot of hard stuff that goes on so I wanted to be like an example of that um and just seeing the impact from that it's just been great and again like the opportunities and the people that I've met so there's a lot of favorite things that I like about this podcast and especially the freedom because I can talk about literally anything and so um and just like using my platform the way I want it to but I want to use it in a way that is beneficial to others so you know I mean I think that's my favorite part about this (laughs) and and in one piece uh where you you spoke about the being vulnerable people that really and to what really made people well in my opinion and I think others will agree with me on this one but the reason why I feel like people were able to connect with you is because you were being authentic right you were really showing that true side of you and in this world of social media you can never tell like what's real and what's not really can't that's like sometimes that's why sometimes I just feel like deleting Instagram deleting Twitter and just hopping off sometimes I deleted Snapchat it's been almost an entire six months and it really that yes it has been like the best decision I've ever made because you just feel more peaceful yeah I'm gonna make it to a year and see how I feel um because I deleted it back in May Mm -hmm. um and it was only supposed to be for a month and um I was like, I was like, I'm going to see how I feel about this and things like that. Um, and I just never got it back. People ask me, they're like, Oh, let me get your snap. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not on snap anymore. And they're like, why? And then I explain and they're like, yeah, you're right. And so like, they're like, yeah, snap really does feel like a chore. And like, I'm like, then why do you still have it? But um, because all you know what it is, people are following others and they just want to be a part of the group. Exactly. That was like, Oh, my friends have That's another Mm -hmm. huge part. I can go into tangent about this. I'll probably have to bring you back so we can talk about this too. But <laughs> um, <laughs> why don't we go back into um, Teen Tech Live and all of the amazing <laughs> stuff that's going on with that. So right. how can my listeners get registered and uh, be a part of this event? So this event is open to everyone. But if you are a student, you go to school, homeschool, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a student, the best way to get signed up because this is a virtual event and because this is on a school day is to get your teachers or your principals on board to sign up your classes or your entire schools. The best or the website that you can go to is teentech.live. Just t- type that in your browser extent or whatever browser you're using. Again, it's teen 
tech.live. Again, if you're a student, have your teachers sign the entire class up so that you're not missing class or skipping out of class to come watch this. We would love that, but that's not, you can't do that or else you're going to get in trouble. Or get your principals uh, to sign you up, teentech.live. Um, and again, if you are, um, or if you're an adult, you can just sign up for yourself or your child as well, uh, who, who is at school. But if you have any questions, comments about the event, you can email us at uh, collaborate at dream hustle code or, well, yes, collaborate at dream hustle code for more information. Or you can just go to our website, www.dreamhustlecode.com or teentech.live. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, one more last thing for the kids. There will be prizes, not only for the gaming tournament, there'll be a prize pool of $5,000. You want to get, you're going to want to get into that if you're a gamer, but also there'll be giveaways throughout the whole entire team tech live event. So we'll be giving away cash prizes, um, and other things for the viewers of actual team tech live. So make sure you sign up again, teen live for more information. Mm-hmm. please guys please come i think it'll be an amazing opportunity and you know i'm so happy that Ian has asked me to help co-host with things like that with our friend desi as well and so that's going to be really exciting and um there's gonna be a lot of really important people on there talking about inspirational things about like how they got into this field and you know like millionaires and things like that and what they've done in like the tech world and things like that and so i think it'll be a good opportunity for people that don't really know what they want to do or if they think that tech is something that they might want to get into so if you guys are interested in that, please sign up. I could not push that more out to you. Um, but before we go, uh, because we are way over time, <laughs> but anyways, um, I like to call these rapid. Did, did I do rapid fire questions with you? I think I did. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did last time. Yeah, they're not rapid fire. I just call them that. But oh, um, All right. let's just get straight into this. So what is your biggest pet peeve? Um. One thing that I don't like is when, because this has happened to us a lot, is when people either like kind of either don't take you seriously or like they push you off to the side just Mm -hmm. because either A, they don't know you or they just, eh, you just a nobody so here, (laughs) right? And it's like, it's like, it's so frustrating, especially when you're on the come up because it's like, I'm especially for those who are trying to do something that's really impactful, like Dream Hustle Code. That is one thing that I just hate. And whenever you know somebody reaches out about an opportunity to do something or speak or do whatever with them, I always try and at least listen to what they're gonna say before I just push them off to the side because I know I don't like the way it feels when it happened to us. Because yeah. we went through like five, six years of that. We just got to the point where, like, now we're you know our name is kind of a little bit has a little bit of um you know there's actually something behind the name of dream hustle yeah, code yeah, and yeah. it's not just oh an upcoming program or upcoming company but that's one thing that is like ah, it's irritating but you got to go through it yeah. i just wish sometimes people would just at least listen before they push you to the side another yeah. one all right so personal life oh ah okay one thing that like kind of irks me a little bit is just when People just like got attitudes for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they they just they just they they just either that or they're stuck up. I hate that too. I hate those. Oh two. my gosh. And, and it's like when people have those, I, I get some people have like really bad days. And it's like, of course, everybody has those, those types of days. But when you just like angry just because, it's like, all right, like, come on. Like look, just just be a little bit more happier. Come on, look, let's 
we happy. You alive? <laughs> get to breathe. We woke up this morning. You know, mm-hmm. um, life could be way worse. But that's another. That, that's kind of one thing. I'm not saying be happy. Be you know, be part of Disney. Like you're on Disney Channel every single day. No, but at least you know, don't come out being super duper angry. Try and think of what you're grateful for instead of yeah. having an attitude. If you had one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, okay. So this is a spot called Bonefish Grill right by my place. I love this place. It's I so good. They have this dip called the Imperial Dip. Oh, it is the best thing on this planet. So what I would have is I would have um my grandma's mac and cheese, right, with the Imperial Dip on the side. Mm-hmm. Then let me get some mashed potatoes with a little bit of sour cream on top. And then for the either the meat, I probably get three of them, you know, because I like eating a lot. Let me get tie or let me get steak, right? That's number one. Mm-hmm. Let me get fettuccine with either shrimp or something yes. else. And then uh let's see, what's the third one? What's the third one? Some sort of fish. Maybe my mom's salmon. Boom. Let me get my mom's salmon. And that's a whole meal. You, people are like, that's not no meal. That's like a whole, that's for the village. What are you talking about? It's my <laughs> meal, and I'm deciding. And then my drink, I'll take water because I actually like water with those little crystal lemonade packets that I could just pour in the tartan and the lemonade just in case I feel like it. So yeah, uh, that's the meal. Sounds good. Oh, that's valid. I'm not gonna give me some bonefish grill this weekend. Hold up. <laughs> if you won a million dollars tomorrow, what would you spend it on? You know what's crazy? I was just having this conversation with my dad literally last night. I wow. kid you not. We were just talking about this. All right. So this is like this is by no way, shape, or form financial advice at all. All right. But what I would do is first thing I'm doing is getting an accountant and a lawyer. I got to figure out what I got to do. How am I going to pay taxes? Right, I need somebody to help me navigate through the legal system. Yada, yada, yada. Figure out what to do there. And my dad put me on game. He said, all right, what you're going to do, what you should do is put it in your bank account, whether it created savings in a checking account. And since now you have probably now that you spend a little bit of money, you got 900K, get a credit card. Because since you have a lot of money to your name, liquid, now you can get higher limits on the credit card. And by then I'll be 18, hopefully, so that I can actually get one. And so I'll probably get a limit with like 100K plus. Take that money, invest it all in the real estate. Um, and then once I invest it in real estate, cash flow, woo, 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 get that money coming in every month because I love real estate. That's another way I'm going to start investing my money. Refinance it out so that um, basically what it means is get a loan on the house that I own. And then what that loan is going to do is if my house is worth like 300K or all the houses I own are worth 900K, since I refinance it, I have $900,000, but I don't have to pay taxes on it. Why? Because it's debt and you ain't got to pay taxes on no debt. So I got tax-free $900,000 to my name with three properties. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to use that 900K to do whatever. Maybe go take a trip. Or I'm going to take my grandma to Hawaii because she said she wanted to go there. And then that's it. That's the trip right there. And then take mine to Dubai because she's looking at me crazy right now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's the plan. How is this not financial advice? <laughs> because that's not what I would do. I no, mean, I can't I say be, that. I wouldn't I, be, I, I be reckless, but like, I would not have thought, like, man, I, I'm going to need an accountant. I maybe like once I turn 18, I'm like, damn, right. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe then I'll turn to it. But before that, I know I would save like more than half into savings and then just mm-hmm. do whatever the heck else with the rest of that. But 
That's a good idea. Well, okay, so like, look, and again, I can't say this is financial advice legally. A bunch of YouTubers been saying that, so I'm gonna say it now because I don't want to get in trouble. But um, a great book, a great book for like uh, that you can read on that would give you actual financial advice. Um, and it's an older book, but it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. It tells you how you should you earn what you should do to earn money and how to grow your money even further. That was probably like the best personal development financial book I've read. And I've applied like at least five things that I learned from that book. It's crazy. And I've seen my money grow since then. So that's a great book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's it, it's kind of like the Bible, like the way they write it. it so it, it might be a little confusing at times, but it's a really good book and I enjoy it. So what is your favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Hmm. You know, oh, hmm. Okay. A good childhood memory. This was like five years ago. This is something that was recent that I actually remember was when I was in seventh grade, I was playing basketball for my team, for my school team. And we won the championship, barely making the playoffs. So like we were struggling all season long. I was like four eleven at the time. Everyone else was like six inches taller than me. But yeah, I was like, I had, I was like the second most in scoring on my team and had the most steals or whatever. And we barely made it, but one, and we were celebrating like crazy. Our big man got punched in the face and was bleeding in, in the game. And we still <laughs> managed to pull it off. Right. But um, that was probably a great moment because I was like, man, that it, it feels good to win, obviously. But thank you so much, Ian. Uh, before you go, <laughs> um, how can my listeners um, uh, listen and follow you? Um, So you can again sign up for teen tech live teen tech dot live that is the website just type it in your web browser whatever you're using phone tablet etc etc um you can also follow me on instagram at dream hustle code or on all social media platforms twitter instagram facebook at dream hustle code as well as um that's and youtube as well Ooh, we're trying to figure out how we can do for the youtube channel as well and also uh, for the email to for more information on teen tech live or for like principals or teachers to sign up the email is friends at e teen tech dot live let me say that again because that might be a little confusing friends at the letter e teen tech dot live email us there for more information on how you can get involved or for any more information about the events and yeah be sure to stay in touch i think that's all the social medias all the plugs i think that's it mm-hmm. and that's pretty much thanks for having me sydney i really do appreciate it you know it's great to be back i might be back a third time and who knows another six seven months we'll see yeah <laughs> but thank you so much ian of course it's always a pleasure to have you on and again maybe we'll bring you around for a round three another part uh but thank you so much and thank you to my listeners for joining me uh and this is perfect timing <laughs>